Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this conversation is with X Atencio. But first, here's clips from songs from Disney parks that X wrote the lyrics to. The band bounds will play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zem, Ted, friend of our name, Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on a dish pine with a real old country beat. And the tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grin bringing ghosts come out to socialize. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. The lyrics for those songs aren't bad for someone who never aspired to be a songwriter. The songs include the Bear Band Serenade from the Country Bear Jamboree, Here's to the Future from Space Mountain in the Magic Kingdom, the theme song of the If You Had Wings attraction in the Magic Kingdom, Fiesta in Mexico for El Rio del Tiempo in Epcot, Fun to be Free from World of Motion in Epcot, Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion, and Yoho, A Pirate's Life for Me from the Pirates of the Caribbean. X began his career with Disney in animation, but as you'll hear in this conversation from 2007, Walt Disney had other plans for him. Throughout his career, X worked on such animated classics as Pinocchio and the Academy Award-winning Toot Whistle Plunkin' Boom, and also the I'm No Fool series with Jiminy Cricket, among others. With Bill Justice, X became a master of stop-motion animation, working on such titles as The Parent Trap, The Shaggy Dog, Babes in Toyland, A Symposium on Popular Songs, and even The Spoonful of Sugar Nursery Sequence in Mary Poppins, which required some stop-motion special effects. For a short time, X worked in the WED model department on the Disneyland Railroad Primeval World Diorama, 
But, as you'll soon hear, Walt asked him to become a writer, and he wrote dialogue on some of the most iconic attractions in the Disney parks. Here's X Atencio. I was raised and went to school in Colorado, a small town in Southern Colorado. And when I graduated high school, I came out to California to go to art school. And I had a couple of aunts and a grandmother out here that I freeloaded off of while I was going to school. So I uh, went to uh, Chenard Art Institute and uh, one, one semester, actually, I, I, uh, I took this pre-animation course. And they had uh, teachers that uh, came out to the studio once, uh, once a week or maybe twice a week uh, to have night classes with the animators. So, uh, uh, at the end of the semester, the teacher uh, told, told us to get a portfolio together and uh, they, they'd take it out to the studio and, and uh, have the animators critique it. It was the Disney studio that would critique it? Yeah, oh. or the Hyperion Street, mm -hmm. wow. where the original studio was. So uh, I hurriedly put a portfolio together. And uh, I <clears> had <throat> planned to go, well, I did go out to the studio uh, and uh, I'd want to get a summer job to see if I could get a job on traffic to make some money to carry on with my education. And uh, there were two other fellows that were there, or they hadn't arrived yet, but I was at the, uh, at, at the studio waiting for this interview with George Drake, who was a, a guy that sort of hired people, oh. and uh, when I was talking, waiting for him for the interview, I, these other two, three guys showed up too. And I said, "Oh hell, there's my, there's my chances of getting a summer job." Yeah. And what job was you applying for? Hmm? What job were you applying for? The traffic. Uh, that's the messenger boy. Oh. Oh. Okay. They call him the, the traffic department. Oh. Okay. So I, uh, uh, he, he interviewed us all, and, and uh, he said, uh, "Look through your portfolio. I'd like what you got. Would you like to come to work for us?" <laughs> Holy Toledo! <laughs> wow. Would I ever? Wow. I was living with my with my grandma, about uh, it must have been at least three miles from the studio in, in wow. Hollywood. And I ran all the way, all the way home. I, I didn't wait for a bus ride. Oh wow! They got a job at Disney. Wow. Yeah. What year was that? That was 1938. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, I guess about a week later is when we started, and uh, we had all these kind of tests and things that we had to do at animation, and they had artists there from all over the country, from New York and 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 uh, mid. From Chicago, and, and uh, so it, it it was a month's tryout, so to speak. Oh. So after the month time, I, some of them didn't cut it, and they went went home, you know. Wow. And uh, but then after that, after that month uh, tryout, 
we went on for about another uh, four or five months. I can just do an animation test, a waving flag, a bouncy ball, things wow. like that. Simple animation. And then we went into production, and I was attached to Uli Rotherman. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. that's, uh, we were working on uh, Pinocchio. Really? Yeah. And Willie was doing the, uh, the whale, Monster of the Whale. Mm. And uh, so that, that was my introduction to, to production and uh, doing in-betweens. So that's what the assistant did, was in-betweens? Yeah. On, on Monster, the Monster scenes? Yeah. Uh -huh. Willie was very particular on, this, on the drawing of this, this whale. He used to work over his own drawings, so they looked like rags by the time oh, he got through. But he wouldn't let us get a new piece of paper on. They had to clean, clean it up. Did you do cleaning up? I did the cleaning. So you did in-betweening and cleaning? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, so it just, that, that was my first introduction to it. And that really... And Pinocchio, what a star. Yeah, I, I loved <laughs> Woolley was great to work for. Really? And then from there, uh, did you immediately go into another film? No, well, from there I went into, yeah, we went into uh, uh, Bongo. Oh, Bongo, yeah. for sure, yeah. Then a little, little, little bit on Bongo, then, then... Uh, Did you stay with Wooly with each, I stayed at that with, point? I stayed with Wooly until Uncle Sam called us. <laughs> oh. And I was, uh, yeah, I was drafted and went into the signal corps. Because they had a uh, signal corps. Yeah, they had a a department in in New Jersey uh, making uh, films for the army. Oh. And uh, so the signal corps was part of the motion picture, and they went to. And they drafted different. I mean, guys from the other into the army, and and, and they went into the signal corps, and, and then. Wound up in the film lab. Were they films for internal use? Is that what you were working on? They were for for training, usually. Oh, mostly. Oh. Wow. But those guys from Warner Brothers and and different different studios that were in in it. But Disney had a magic name, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, even then, it, it, wow. it was. Uh, I think that's probably the thing I worked for Walt Disney that I belonged to the Signal Corps in the film end of it. Was it tough? I mean, just leaving the studio and just even though you were doing oh, yeah, what well, you loved well I mean. <laughs> the strange part of this that I, I didn't really get into the film lab back there i uh figured that maybe if i uh if i got into the uh cryptography end uh they'd send me the, the, another uh, uh, army base in in uh, missouri and I thought I'd get back closer to home. Yeah. So I knew if I was stayed in the film lab, uh, I'd, I'd have to be in New Jersey for my whole year of, of draft time, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but the war check came just at that time. War was declared, and that was my chances of going any place. Mm. So I came, I was, I went Instead of going to, to Missouri to the film lab there, I went to uh, cryptography school. 
I got sent to Greenland. <laughs> You're kidding! Oh my gosh! Wow! Yeah, Lovely little corporal going oh. to Greenland, and uh, I was there for about ten months. Really? And uh, my brother, older brother, had gone through uh, the Air Corps, Air Corps at that time, not the Air Force. Oh. And uh, he was a, a uh, navigator, and I got a picture from him in his flying suit and everything that he had for me. <laughs> so I applied for the for the uh, Air, Air Corps, and uh, I got accepted and shipped out of Greenland to uh, Miami Beach, Florida. Oh. oh. Wow, what a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, where I got my commission, a 90-day wonder, they called us. Wow. And uh, so I got my, got my, my uh, little gold bars. And uh, it was so strange. I remember the, the sergeants that were so gruff and mean to us oh. at draftees. So they got the, the gold bar on their shoulder. So from there I went to England. Wow. <laughs> Still with the Air Corps? Yeah, in the, with the Air Corps. Wow. And uh, I was there for two more years, I guess, until the war was over. The last time I, I went, him home was the before I got shipped off to to England, and uh, I had a I had a girlfriend, and we got uh, got engaged, and uh, and I'll say well I didn't know how long I was going to be in the service, so mine was a courtship by by U.S. mail, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that the actual time I spent with her, she was in Denver. And uh, I was in, in jolly old England. <laughs> so uh, when the war was over, I, I came home and I says, are you ready to get married? And he said, yeah, let's go. So I got home, back to Denver then, back to the camp in, in Denver to get to, uh, separate from the, from the military. and. Uh, so I called her and I said, I'll be, I'll be home in another couple of weeks or so. So I got home and then I, I had written to the personnel department at the studio that uh, I was ready to come back. By law, they had to hire you. Oh, they did? And then, well, your job is here. So we come back. Wow. Yeah. But that, <laughs> the thing is that the guys that had not gone into the service, who you know, came in about the same time. And now animators, you know, both guys animators. Oh, they were promoted? Yeah. Oh. And I had to start all over again. <laughs> oh, no. So wow. So you were an assistant animator again? Assistant animator then. And what did they put you to work on when you got back? Uh, yeah, I worked with Wooly again. Oh, you did? And we did a lot of uh, short subjects things. You became an animator, right? Eventually. I mean, a full animator? Well, actually, I did more story sketching stuff than I did. I was, I was listed as an animator, but I did not do it. I did very little animation. Is What is story sketch? Is that doing the storyboards? Yeah. This is before the animation is ever done, yeah, figuring exactly. out what it's going to look like. and yeah. What's layout? Is that different? 
loud. No, that's plenty hard to sing. And I was doing quite a bit of that. Uh, by that time, I kind of hooked up with uh, Bill Justice. Oh. Okay. And we were doing some, uh, the, uh, I'm no fool series. Oh, I love those. Yeah. There was just Bill and I, and then we had a, a unit. And I was doing the layout of the scenes, stuff like that. At that time, Ward Kimball recruited me to, to work in his unit because he had, you know, the very stylized mm -hmm. uh, characters, pointy-nosed characters, we called them. What were they called? The pointy-nosed characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a distinct style. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was right down my alley. So he wanted to know if I'd come to his work with, in his unit. Each animator had their own unit then. Yeah. So and they were able to choose who they wanted to work with. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I went to work with Ward and uh, for uh, a short period. And uh, we did two twists of punk and boom. Which is great. Yeah. So. What were the others? Um, Melody? Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when Ward got the... Academy Award for Two Twistle Plunk and Boom, uh, Walton. That's Ward's picture. That's not. That's not mine. So you were working with uh, with Ward in his unit, and then where did you go from there? <laughs> Back with Bill Justice, and we did uh, some uh, stop motion uh, films, like Noah's Ark. Oh yeah. And uh, Symposium of Popular Songs is that one. And uh, that was a, a good, good career. Did you do like uh, wasn't uh, Parent Trap the opening? Was we that did, stop motion? Did, yeah, Is that was right? stop motion. Yeah. Was so, so we did uh, Parent Trap, and uh, you know more about them than I do. <laughs> yeah. But that was all. So you got to work on all the Shaggy with, Dog. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. When you were doing the uh, stop motion, did you have to learn new things, or was it pretty much like animation but with objects? Or? And more tedious because. Oh, was it? You know, you're working on. We had a, a glass with the background underneath it, and you moved the character on it. And, uh, you, you know, we'd move the character that far, or maybe this far, depending on how fast the action was. Wow. But if, if you had more than one character, I moved to look at it. Get a system here. We work, you know, clockwise, mm -hmm. kind of clockwise. Uh, either way, we do it. But we keep track of it. Did we move that one? Okay, click, move, click, move. And so, if you if you got someplace that you couldn't remember if you moved it or not, you had to go back to the beginning because wow. there's no no test or anything that you could refer back to. Yeah, it, it had to go. Back. So it was wow. a very tedious job. Bill Justice was very good at it. And uh, so uh, I worked with Bill on, on, on the stop uh, motion things. You worked on Mary Poppins. Yeah. Was that what, stop? What? what yes, yeah, we did the uh, tidying up the nursery. This, that's a spoonful of sugar? Yeah. So it's like, you know, the, making the bed and stuff okay. like that. Shooting it in reverse and all that. Ah. So that that was our contribution to Mary Poppins, and that was the last feature I worked on. Walt was a great doodler, and he 
wanted to suggest that we do a, a, a short on on doodles. Really? Yeah. Huh. So uh, we got Larry Clemens working with us, and he was a good story man. So we had we worked on that, but we just couldn't get a handle on that yet. So after our the third story meeting, went through it. And I said, well, I don't think we know what the hell we're doing here. And he looked at me with that arch I reached over. I thought he was going to hit me, but she took me, shake my hand. He said, I appreciate an honest man. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think, I think now's the time to scrap the whole thing. Wow. Was it going to be an animated? A, a short a, subject. What was it? Just doodles? like Just, You know, taking the doodles and animating them. And, so it, we, we scrapped it. That's fascinating, really. And then he called me up to his office the next day. He says, you know, I've been wanting to get you forward Imagineering for some time. That'd be a good, for you. good time for you to go. So I went over to the studio, and uh, nobody knew I was why I was there. Did you? Yeah. Did he tell you what he wanted you for? Well, at my, that time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the way it wow. And, and uh, John Hanch and, and Dick Irvine and, knew that I was being censored by Walt, so they were, they were uh, gracious enough to, not to say, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> That's polite of them. So they tried to find something to meet, so they hooked me up first thing with uh, Claude Coates. Oh. And uh, uh, he was doing the diorama thing uh, for the train ride through Disneyland. Right. And. Uh, so I, I uh, worked on a model with uh, with Claude, and, and I said, "What the hell am I doing here working on models? All these clever kids in the in the model department could could do it the right way, you know." But I did it, and I guess it was about three, three or four weeks, I guess, working with Claude on this thing, and then that, I got a call from Walt, who says. Well, I want you to do the uh, script for the Pirates of the Caribbean. That was your first. Wow! I, I had never done any scripting before. The storyboards and stuff like that. Now, why do you think he asked you? Did he ever read any of your writing, or mm -hmm. do you think he just sensed it? He said, "Well, I had an uncanny ability of finding talent in his people that we didn't know we had ourselves." You know. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And you'd never done it. So, where did you start? So the first with thing that? I did was. Uh, uh, Mark and, and Claude had, had worked out the model for the, for the ride okay. up on sawhorses, so you could walk through there and, and see what was going on, and it's as though you're going through on a boat, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, first scene I decided on was the, uh, the auction auction scene, mm -hmm. and I had gotten uh, books, and uh, and I got the Treasure Island film, mm. and uh, get the feeling of the jargon, you know. And uh, so that was the first first scene, I, and I wrote it up and sent it over to Walt, and, and uh, he says, "Fine, keep going. That's good." So I kept going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you were basically taking a picture or a scene and, and trying to come up with a story. No, the story was there. Everything that I had to just give give voice to these pirates. So they didn't have what yeah. they would say or anything? No, 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 no
you know, that I say, give voice to, the, to what these pirates yeah. are going to be saying in here. Avast her, matey. Yeah. You come seeking adventure in solitary old pirates. Hey. That's right. And, and how did you come to do the, uh, the Jolly Roger? Uh, well, you after, are the voice. After, yeah, after I r- recorded the main scenes through there, I had Paul Fries and J.P. O'Malley, and, and uh, these are, you know, expensive talents. So then I, I can offer a down ramp. Uh, we needed some kind of a warning on that. So that's why I said, well, I'll try giving it a, a try, you know. Yeah. So I, I recorded that. Wow. In my voice, and then further on down to the the uh, the uh, auction scene, where the auctioneer said, "What may I offer for this winsome wench?" Mm-hmm. And I my voice is up on the bench. Six bottles of rub. That's you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you do any other voices? Are those the two that you did in that? This, those are the only two I did. Wow. That's great. It's fun, <laughs> it's fun to learn that. Of course, um, the song. I've got to talk to you about that. Yeah, How well, did the song well, come to be? Well, the last, uh, last meeting we had with Walt, uh, I suggested that uh, maybe we ought to have a song in there. I don't know why I did, but I, thought, <laughs> I think a song would be kind of good. And I thought, sure, he'd say, well, get the Sherman Brothers. Because I had uh, a lyric in mind and a, and a melody. I kind of half sang and half recited it to him. He says, fine, get George Bruns to do the music for you. George Bruns was our musical director at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it, you know, it, it just gave me carte blanche on most of this stuff. He said, wow. I could do what I wanted. It, I guess he had enough faith in what I was doing that if I said a song, I play not a song, you know. <laughs> wow. And you didn't, they never changed the lyrics. Uh, George Bruns didn't change the lyrics. They no, went no, with your lyrics and just put music to it. Put music to it. Now, uh, I have a few questions about this. Uh, people sometimes seem, uh, actually one person in particular I used to work with, uh, he told me at the time that it had the rape and murder and things, and I, I knew the lyrics and I told him it didn't. But do people ever talk to you? Do they think that it has yeah, more? As a matter of fact, Maureen was a school nurse. And uh, she had a group of the nurses up, uh, the faculty up for lunch one day. And she said the same thing. She says, oh, I never let my children sing, hear that song and talking about rape and stuff. I went and got the lyrics. I said, do you see that, uh, that in the other place? Oh, no, I guess I just assumed that that's probably what they were saying. That's it. How funny, yeah. It's really a humorous song. Yeah, they embezzle and they yeah. pillage and plunder, but they're really bad eggs and they're loved by their mommies and daddies. Yeah. You had to make a conscious effort to keep it a balance between humor and realism, didn't you? Right, exactly. And uh, what I did is I got the thesaurus and went through it, all the things that... <laughs> did you? ...with, with, uh, with the... Uh, main lyric I had and uh, with the different ways of pillage and plunder and etc you know yeah uh, so I, I exhausted that and, uh, <laughs> but you know writing a song like that for a ride is so much different than than when you have a, a fixed audience because you never know where they're going to be in the in the ride as you're, as you're as you're talking about something in particular mm-hmm. and uh the same with the dialogue, I guess, too, right? Yeah. Uh, 
So uh, it had to be generic in nature that whatever that, that my first uh, uh, experience with that was doing the script for the uh, the submarine ride. Oh, and uh, you know they were talking about the mer mermaids. Well, you know, the people in front of the boat would be would hear it, but the back here they wouldn't, or vice versa. In the middle of the boat, though, they're gone and, and they're coming up. So you had to have oh, wow. uh, make a, a a statement that's uh, that's yeah. uh, generic and make that that there is that they're going to see mermaids or or whatever further down. Oh wow! Kind of what is coming up? Yeah, and. Wow. Uh, I'd go down there and uh, listen to the track that was going through there. When you go down, you know, you find that they, they turn down the, the volume in the, in the holding area, you know, and, and, uh, and I'd say, well, why did you turn that down? He said, oh, you get tired of listening to it. Oh. I said, this song wasn't, this dialogue wasn't written for you, it's for the guest. And then if you, they're, they're coming through there, so. You have to put up with it if you get tired. Yeah. You mean the queue where people are like waiting to board? Yeah. There was dialogue in the queue in the line waiting to board. Is that what you mean? Yeah. What was the dialogue that was there? Preparing people what what they're going to see. Oh. And it wasn't tied up with any particular scene. Or oh, I see. And like the haunted mansion, going to the haunted mansion, you know, I I, I wrote some stuff I fell in love with, you know, and. People be in the waiting to go into the doors open. Yeah, and uh, they're yakking away, yakking away. I want to be quiet. Listen to what what I've read. Yeah. When they get into the stretching room, they realize that the show, I think, is beginning. Yeah. And so they they quiet down. Yeah. There's no real story as you travel through the attractions, are there? I mean, no. it's it's kind of was it ever thought that there should be a story? Well, no, because of the, the method of going through the ride, you know, like oh. I just said a while ago. You can't, you know, say, well, this is the beginning, this is the end. Mm -hmm. it, you're in the middle, so you just, yeah. that's why you couldn't have a uh, continuity, per se. Mm -hmm. You have to jump everything right to the, to the, uh, the scene itself. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't work, you know, to yeah. have a continuity. The, um, the raven? That's throughout. Is was that going to be a part of a story? Yeah, uh, that, originally or that was originally in there to have the raven uh, at the beginning of, of the ride, and he would be the voice of the narrator as you go through. And uh, uh, they had you know the, the earphones in each car, so that you could tell a bit of a story. And so I used the, the raven as as the vehicle going going through there. So as it goes down the ramp, they say, "Ah, there you are," you know. But it, it didn't work. Oh. And your voice is in the haunted mansion only if you stop, right? Yeah, yeah. In the in the coffin, that my wife. Let me out of here! Let me out of here! Oh, oh, you're kidding! Yeah, yeah, with the hands that are grabbing. Yeah, yeah. So that's you too. How do you feel about the changes that they make to the attractions, like adding Johnny Depp? Well, Johnny Depp was. I mean, I went over to the studio to meet Johnny Depp. Oh. 
and he was so gracious, and, I, and, and he was as anxious to meet me as I was to meet him. Oh, really? And, and, uh, and he, he, he was real, real pleasant, and, and uh, he loved my, my lyric, you know, and, and uh, he autographed one copy for me. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, but that, that was real key to when I saw the changes they made on the ride, mm -hmm. I said, well, it reflects the, the popularity of the, of the film, so why yeah. not? You know, it didn't change anything, yeah. really. And what the, the change they made early on when, when they changed the, the, the women chasing the guys yeah. and, and vice versa. And uh, I said, well, why don't we just change the name of the, of the ride to the Boy Scouts of the Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> and these are yeah. pirates. That's what they did. Yeah, huh? yeah. It's uh, yeah. and, and but nobody asked me. By that, <laughs> by that time, I'd long retired, enjoying the good life. Yeah, I thought that one time you told me a story, but was there a story about when Pirates was going to be done in Tokyo Disneyland, and there was an, a problem or something with the translation? Yeah, what I, is that story? Because I vaguely remember that. Yeah, we uh, sent the scripts over there to be be uh, translated into Japanese. So what happened? They would send the English script over, translate it, and then, send, and then someone would translate it back from Japanese back yeah, to English? Um, Is that how you would discover if yeah. it made sense or not? So I sent the script over and it came back. I said, you know, dead men tell no tales. And it came back with, there is no mouth on a dead person. Oh, that's it. <laughs> a little bit different meaning. <laughs> that doesn't work. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. But we can't translate. It doesn't translate. You know, the dead men tell no tales. Yeah. So uh, I've got a big laugh out of that. So, But I went over and, and recorded both that and recorded it. And uh, I had no idea what they were saying. Oh. So, uh, but the people were reacting as the boats went through, and, and <laughs> I figured it was okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's see. So you did um, the submarines, mansion, pirates. So what, what came after uh, after mansion? Yeah, that, I worked on, on some of the things for Epcot, and uh, wrote a, wrote the script and a song for the Mexico Pavilion. Do you know which song it was that you wrote? Was it? Uh, that was Welcome Me Some it, Oh, that is yours. <laughs> the Friendly Mexico to the Land of Fiestas. Everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. So you did that. You did um, World of Motion, Fun to Be Free. Yeah. You only wrote six songs in your life? Is that right? I guess so. Wow. But, you know, I uh, after I did The Pirates and, and uh, realized the success of The Pirates of the Caribbean, I... I put a song in every show <laughs> I wrote, you know. Yeah. And uh, it worked it had, you know, all of them. Did you ever write anything outside of Disney as far as no, songs no, go? That's, that's it. So I know all your songs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and if you had wings. If you had wings, you could do many things. Mm -hmm. You could widen your world if you had wings. What was it? What was the attraction? Uh, it was, uh, you went through, through the ride. And you highlighted the places where Eastern Airlines uh, could fly you to. So, uh, were they the sponsor then? Yeah, they I were, assume <laughs> they were sponsoring at the time. And I was kind of hoping they'd trick it up <laughs> as, as their theme. But uh, 
on the outside, you know, that's a good song, I said, why don't you, why don't you use it in your, your commercial stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they didn't. Oh. And fun to be free. What I loved is that they had every possible kind of uh, uh, type of music, Western and mm -hmm. ragtime. It kind of reflected the time. So uh, yeah. that I love that. That yeah. was really... I still get royalties on that, though. Do you? Yeah. When did you first hear about Epcot? Uh, not when did you, how did you first hear about it? Did Walt present it? or? I, I remember sitting in on some of the story meetings with with Walt. But it was shortly after that that he died, so oh, yeah. I remember that day. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you find out? Well, it was announced at work, you know, and they oh. closed up the, the plant at noon, and I came home. That was December 15th. And uh, traditionally, that was when I bought my Christmas tree. <laughs> wow. I said, oh, no, pick up, pick up my Christmas tree, you know. But I got got home here, and you know, I got to thinking about it, and I sat and just bawled my eyes out. I just, I just, I, you know, I just sobbed. I just sat there, you know. And uh, my late wife patted me on the back and said, be all right. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a person was Walt? From your experience, to me, he was a father figure. Really, and I had great respect for him as I did have for my own father. You know, hmm. and uh, I'll never forget the first time I met him on the elevator, and I was waiting till he came by, and I said, "Hi, Walt." And he said, "Hi, X. How you doing?" I said, well, "He knows my name." He already <laughs> knew you. Wow. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.